Welcome, everybody, to episode 109 of the Two on Three podcast, where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes. You should follow us at Two on Three Pod on Twitter, and you can send us email at Hello, hello. at Two on Three Pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. I'm Chris, and you can find me making the world safe for democracy at CD Villasenor on Twitter. And with me is Ty. Oh, say, where can we find you on the internet? I'm at S-E-A-T-J-K on Twitter. I'm curious how you're making the world safe for democracy. Can you elaborate for us? <laughs> yes. Today was my day of civic duty. That's all ah. I did today. So uh, I was called into jury duty, which is, have you ever had the, have you ever had the pleasure of doing the jury duty? I'm, you, I, I'm, I'm just going to not answer because I feel like if I say anything, <laughs> then I'm going to end up having to go. So let's just assume that because I won't answer, you can you define the answer on your own. So this is so you've been dodging. You've been dodging the wheel of fate here for a good while. I, I'm surprised. So I think it's because I moved around a lot when I was a kid. Uh, <laughs> that probably helps. But I didn't get called until about three years ago. And now I've been called twice. So this is my second calling. But you show so up I and w- do a good job. They call you back. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So the first time I went, I didn't get called to a jury. Okay. So I just basically hung out in the waiting area and, ate, and ate like sun chips out of the, out of the uh, vending machine. Okay. Uh, for a while. And then, and then they cut me loose. That was the first time today was very similar in that there's a big room of people. And, um, what they do is they call these, they get together these big pools of people. So they call like 50 names, you get assigned a number, and then you go to, you go to sort of a selection thing. And then they, uh, then they called a second group of about 50 people. But this time, when they called that jury, they said, um, we have an additional questionnaire we need you to answer okay. for this jury. I wanted to see the questionnaire. I didn't get called for that one. So I was just chilling with the, chilling with the, the rejects again. <laughs> Which was totally fine because I basically just listened to everyone's podcasts while I hung out in the in the jury area, and um, but I heard through the grapevine that the first jury that trial might be something like four weeks. Oh, so sounds I, terrible. <laughs> it sounds god awful. So I was like thankful I didn't get called there. And then the second, and then and then it was funny because after they called the second group and that second group left. Apparently, a bunch of people came back in because they were rejected based on their questionnaire, which, which would be pretty. Because then they were saying, "Okay, if you've been if you were rejected from that second jury because of your questionnaire, your day is over. You're you've, you've served. You can go home." I was like, "What? I wonder what they wrote. Terrible, <laughs> like terrible racist things on their questionnaire that got them booted from the jury." I mean, I have heard so many people tell stories about how to get out of jury duty. Uh, you would wonder that if you're given an opportunity to not have to say a lie directly to someone's face, but rather to write it down, that you you might feel more empowered to get yourself out. You might take the low road. Yeah, I, I would not. I am an upstanding member of society. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, so I was just chilling out, and there was a lunch break between like 12 and 1 o'clock. So I'm sort of just chilling there for the lunch break. And then they said, then the, then the person came over the, the loudspeaker like, okay, if you, that's the end of business today, we aren't going to have a third trial. Uh, so if you haven't been called for a jury, your, your service is done. Go home. So I was like, peace. And I bounced. So that was my second. Uh, so I've gone twice and haven't been 
called yet to not even for like pool. I didn't even get in the in the jury pool. So I think I'm living a living a fairly charmed life with regard to that. Yeah, not no even like voir for you, huh? <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> but I did eat some sun chips out of the uh, out of the so, vending machine. So you said, yeah, that was nice. <laughs> Do you want to be on the jury? No, I don't. I absolutely <laughs> don't want to. <laughs> I, no, I don't want to be on the jury. I mean, it's like so. It's funny because I picked up I picked up my daughter on the way home because you know they get out at like two o'clock or whatever. So I went and had lunch, and then I went and picked her up, and she's like. I thought you were a jury duty there. I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, we hung, we we yeah, we gave him the death penalty early. We went death penalty early, and I just <laughs> <Jesus>. came home." <laughs> She's like, "Good for you, Dad." <laughs> Open shut case. <laughs> it, was, it was. We just went right for the big one. And I don't then, know. Jury duty is dangerous business these days. You got uh, these operators. Like if you if you're going against the wrong people, suddenly you're getting retribution from the federal government, and that's not really how it's supposed to work. <laughs> God, uh, I don't even. Know. I don't even. Want to, I don't even know. I yeah. have political donations in my past. Like you would, oh. they would come up. They're, they're public information. Hmm. I don't know. And, and let me just tell you, they're not in support of the guy who's in office these days. <laughs> it's Washington, man. Nobody's in support. Don't Washington. step on my joke with your logic, <laughs> Jesus. You're in a safe space. What is this? <laughs> And then after I all that happened, I had city planning tonight. And I'm not going to go into details of city planning because it's relatively boring. But I don't know. I really liked it when you were asking me my opinions on all the stuff yeah, you had to weigh it on. Yeah. yeah. I got to bring that back to the show. Yeah. So here's the yeah, next time we get a good deep one, I'll, I'll bring it back to the show. But here's what I don't want to hear from city planning commissioners anymore. I haven't really thought about this very deeply, but blah. I think. What are we doing here, guys? It's like you get a packet on Friday, Friday for a Wednesday meeting, and you're going to come into the meeting and you're not going to have read the packet. You're not. It's like I haven't really thought. And then don't rebut my well thought out <laughs> point of view with, um, I haven't really thought about it, but, and then just say something rando and arbitrary. That's always and, fun. And contradictory to what I've just said. It's like, you know what? If you can't come in with a point of view that is attached to your values, I don't want to hear your. I don't want to hear it. I mean, buddy, we got president winging it right now. Like, that's not. <laughs> that doesn't. That doesn't make it right. I I know, but it trickles down. Well, <laughs> if you hate the fact that the president's winging it, then maybe you should not go into city planning commission, even though we're like volunteers and wing it. I mean, like, give it some thought. And if you don't have. A cogent thought or something that you've that you've at least sussed out in your brain for more than about three seconds right. why not d don't talk about it don't yeah. talk about it you don't have to you don't have to like blurt your opinion out right in that moment you don't have to share this isn't twitter you, can, you don't have to just you don't have to just diarrhea of the mouth just because you want to hear yourself talk it just if you don't have a good argument if you don't have a point of view then don't talk that's all yeah i I'm dealing with a situation. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it for uh, self-preservation reasons. But I'm dealing with a situation where there's a, a new person in my life, and this person is seemingly only concerned with um, developing the correct impression for the person that oversees. It, that, I, you, you get what I'm going at here. Not, there's not a lot of logic in the, and there's a lot of politics. And I'm not used to that dynamic. And there is some frustration with definitely the... Um, this fear-based decision-making, as I call it. It's like, I, I'm 
I operate in a, you know, and maybe it, this has probably cost me career advancement in the past, is I operate in a no-fear zone. I just, I'll just say whatever. And if you get mad about it, it's probably because you don't like the truth. Like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, but it's not, it's not even so much the truth, but at least you have, you have a point of view that is anchored to your values. Yes. It's not with an outcome in mind. Right. Yes. And that's, that's very frustrating to deal with someone who's clearly outcome driven, but the outcomes are only for that person. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's what I, and that's what I had told my wife when I came in, I said, just have a point of view and attach them to your values. That's it. Yeah. Here's, I mean, from, from a city planning commission standpoint, it's just, that's what it is. What do you value? And then now take this thing and have a point of view and have a point of view that, that reflects your values. That's all. Well, and I keep not, I don't keep trying to pull it back to the, the, uh, the 2020 election, but it just, it is very present in my mind. And I know we're going to talk about it a little bit here in a, in a minute, at least to some extent. And I was wondering like, what's worse like for society, Pollyannish sort of everything's going to be fine, which is how our administration is approaching the pandemic versus the fear-based decision-making, which is sort of how Democratic voters seem to be trying to pick a president, which is not just picking somebody they like, but rather to try to figure out who's going to win, which is a terrible way to try to do this. It's probably somewhere in between. Just pick somebody you like and vote for them until they're not in the race anymore and then pick somebody else. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's very and with and with dealing with the and dealing with the the virus, the outbreak, it's just, it's probably somewhat again, somewhere in between. It's like it's it'll probably be all right, but we really need to take some thoughtful action to make sure that it's okay. Well, we're busy with thoughtless action. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's just how it goes. I mean, there's just I don't know. It's a big country, it's a big world. People are in charge. I don't know. They were, maybe they're not doing a good job. Yeah, I'd Probably. like to at least have somebody who was pretending like they knew what they were doing. Well, I don't know. It's hard to. <laughs> I would. It's. It's. I don't know who that person is, but I don't know who they are. Well, you know did you see any of the press conference today? Uh, no. I was. It was. I was out and about. Insane. The, the one where he waves the paper around. I. <laughs> I flipped it on. I don't. I was just like, oh, it's it's happening right now. Like I happened to see it, and I, I turned it on, and. I mean, <laughs> speechless. First of all, a resplendent color today for the, oh, yeah. for the skin tone. Yeah. <laughs> Real fresh um, with those pink eyes. And then just, I mean, not even coherent sentences. You know, nothing new, but it's when you see it like uninterrupted because we consume it in clips and it's like, mm -hmm. here's some silly thing or here's some silly thing. But yes. like to watch it for 30 minutes and it's just like, you're not living until you watch a big, long string of it. And it's then, insane. <laughs> I mean, you ask a question, you don't get an answer. You get three talking points that gets that get repeated three times and they're not even good talking points. It's like, we had a long conversation. We get along really well and he's working really hard. And then he's going to say it three times in a different yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get off this. Why don't we start the show? No, no, let's not start the show yet. Because okay. I, I got one more thing to throw into this. Okay, all right. If if I was if I was Trump's person, if I was Trump's like press secretary or whatever, here's uh -huh. what my next rally would be. My <laughs> next rally would be, I would send, I would, I would do it on the night of another Democratic debate. I would put the debate on in the in the stadium or wherever he is in the arena. And then I would give a president a mute button and then I would let him watch it all together and then he would mute it and then he would just burn on them for a, but for a while and then he'd turn it back on and they'd all watch it together and it would just be a, f 
fucking madhouse. It would go over. It would be just a. It would just be wild and woolly, and I would watch that. Oh man, I watched one of those QAnon believer videos. <laughs> just like, oh god, what the fuck? It's like I said, it's a big world. Freedom, I guess. freedom's a freedom's a funny thing. Millions All right, of people can just believe Let's... a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start this dumb show. <laughs> All right, segment one. So, um, I was watching the LeBron Zion square off last night because I'm really not been watching much basketball, but I thought thought this was good. Mm-hmm. I thought this was worth worth maybe turning it tuning into for sure. But um, but there's just a lot of talk about how Zion Williamson's fat. Now, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, but he's he's young. It's maybe baby face. He's only twenty years old. And then I happened to come across this whole Ben Roethlisberger throwing a football from the other day. Did you see this one? No. Now I have to go look. So Ben Roethlisberger put out. They put out a video of him throwing this football because you know his elbow surgery, whatever. He has not exercised a single minute since since his elbow surgery. He is so <laughs> fat. Ben Roethlisberger. And I thought to myself, why not? Why not? Let's let's recap the uh, our favorite like fat athletes of our lifetimes because I think oh he's got funny. a homeless guy beard too. Oh dude, it is so. It's like he hasn't cut the beard. He he hasn't sniffed a salad in like. You know, in six, eight months, it's so bad. It kind of looks like he's, you know how, like, um, hoodies have a kangaroo pouch? <laughs> it looks like he has his belongings in the kangaroo pouch. <laughs> oh, they're his belongings, all right. <laughs> the, uh, but I just was, he's 38 years old. He, he is not going to get in shape to play football. There's, you know how, like, sometimes you see somebody, you're like, oh, you know, they'll work themselves into shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at him I'm like, dude, you're old. You've been hurt a bunch. You're way outside your lane at this point. It's like, are you going to make it back? I don't think so. But it made me, it, it was enough to get me laughing about the greatest fat athletes of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I can lead this off because okay. I think one of my favorite fat athletes of all time is the fridge. Okay. Now, uh, granted, we have a lot of f- football players who you would say are fat. Mm-hmm. And and it sort of relates more to the position they play on, on the field. What makes the fridge fun for being fat is the fact that they let him play running back a bunch. Like in 86, they would they'd light him up in the backfield and they would hand him the ball. In fact, he scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown in the Super Bowl, and Walter Payton never did, which is some horse shit. Yes. But... The fridge was a lot of fun, and just having a fat guy play out a position like that makes it makes it uh, makes it a good time in sports. Was Christian Okoye fat? <laughs> He's like two sixty, right? Yeah, he was big, but I, I wouldn't say he was fat. Okay, maybe later on in his career, like maybe after a, a few seasons, he may have gotten fat. But I don't think it, I think initially he was just big dude. Okay, so I just happened to look it up while we were talking, and it looks like he was just jacked all the hell. <laughs> Well, I don't want to, you know, I wanted to touch on Zion real quick just because he's at least 280. Yeah. And he's definitely not, he's definitely fluffier now than he was even last year in college. Right. And I mean, he came off an injury, right? So mm-hmm. the, the, the 
the conditioning disappears. But his hops, how do you jump when you weigh almost 300 pounds? And he's not, like, particularly tall. He's tall, but he's not, like, huge, right? Was he 6'7", maybe? Yeah. But it's just, anyway, I just, it's astonishing to watch him play basketball. I remember, if you can liken him to how fat Charles Barkley was when Charles Barkley came sure. to the league. Now, Charles Barkley was pretty fat when yeah. he came to the league. But over the years, he, like, he like slimmed down and got pretty ripped. Like, when he was with the Phoenix Suns, like, Barkley was a specimen. Yeah. I mean, he looked great there. I mean, he's obviously super fat now. <laughs> it goes up and down. It happens to the best of us. It's, and that's <laughs> the thing, is we need to make clear to our listeners is that we're not judging so much as we're relating. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let's be clear. My favorite fat athlete is me. <laughs> my favorite fat athlete of all time is myself. However, that's that's the I'm not going to make it on this list. Well, when you brought this up, um, you included an, uh, an older list, and then I looked around for a few older lists to get some ideas. And to be honest, what I ended up doing was grabbing guys that weren't really on this list. The second of my mind, and I, I am somewhat fired up about the fact that Kirby Puckett shows up nowhere on any of these fat athletes lists. <laughs> Kirby, Kirby Puckett was fat. It's fantastic. Kirby Puckett was playing outfield center field on AstroTurf, climbing walls and robbing home runs and weighing 240 pounds. Right. Yeah. No, he and yeah, he was a good athlete. He and he had the you know he had the short limbs, so it actually made it funnier still. Well, it looked like he was running really fast. <laughs> Yeah, spark plug body. So who's fatter, him or Tony Gwynn? Well, Tony Gwynn, like, that was just like a slow, like, he just got, Tony Gwynn got fat like he wasn't playing sports for a living. Like, he got fat like just an everyday guy gets fat. Like, oh, over my 30s, I really wasn't really working out, and, you know, I I just kind of gained a bunch of weight. How do you play, like, 100-plus baseball games a year, right? Like, 135 (laughs) games. 135 games a year, and you're going to get fat? I don't get no, it. It's not a lot of running. It's really not. <laughs> not a lot of is cardio. That, is that an indictment on baseball in general? A little bit. I think baseball's got some issues, yeah. The in ball doesn't get put like, in... Well, the ball doesn't get put in play enough, and that that's really the biggest problem the sport has. And so, the so, ball doesn't get put in play, there's not very much running. So, Tony Gwynn's, like, out there in left field just eating Twinkies, <laughs> like, not having to run. <laughs> a lot of fat outfielders. <laughs> Who else you got? Uh, well, my one of my all-time favorites is on this list, but uh, Bartolo Colon. Just <laughs> love Bartolo. I love everything about him. I love the pick the the time lapse photo of him as he gains weight over his career, and it's like, I mean, it's like sixty pounds too. It's not a small amount of weight. Oh my god, Bartolo Colon is just a hilarious. Just everything about it. He's like a cartoon that like walks among people. Yes. Have you ever played golf with a guy who just hits the ball dead straight every time? <laughs> That's yes. how Bartolo used to throw a baseball. Like, you watch him throw, it's like, why can't you hit that? It looks like he's throwing it, like, exactly on a line. The ball doesn't move at all. But, I don't know, apparently when you got a fire plug out there throwing 91 at you, you can't, get, can't catch up to it. He made, he, made a, a lo- he made a lot of money, and he was in the league forever. Is he still in the league? <laughs> no, he's not anymore. Oh, okay. But, but that's recent. Like, I think <laughs> he might have even thrown a few innings uh, as recently, definitely as recently as 2018. I'm not sure about last year. Yeah, uh, I have um, uh, Fedor Emelianenko. Do you Who? know? Are you familiar with Fe- you know Fedor Emelianenko? He's uh, <laughs> he was like the guy that was the not UFC fighter for a long time, fighting in the the other leagues, um, whose names I definitely cannot recall at this point. Um, but he never looked like he was in shape. 
Like a lot like, you know, uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit about Tyson Fury, but you know how Tyson Fury doesn't look like he lifts weights at all? Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like maybe he like lifts bags of sand or something. Like, like his body looks like a bag of sand. That's kind of what Fedor's body looked like. He was one of the most dominant fighters of all time, but he looked like he had full on dad bod, like a guy who used to be jacked and then just sort of eh, whatever, and still had his big arms and like kind of right. big chest, but like big spare tire and just whip people's ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. If you can get away with that, there. Uh, I pulled up this list. There are a lot of baseball players on the the fat the, athlete list. Yes. But I'm going to go with uh, my next one, George Foreman. Now, George Foreman wasn't always fat. Like, we know George Foreman is like the, George right. Foreman grill. There's two George Foremans. Right. There's the George. There's the, the rumble in the jungle George Foreman, who was this big, total badass dude mm-hmm. with, like, giant arms and just just really scary and mean. And then there's by my grill, George Foreman, <laughs> who I don't know, had a great career as fat George Foreman, like fat old George Foreman had a great career, but also maybe an indictment of the heavyweight division in boxing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> if a 40 year old fat man can win the title, I'm not sure what that says about your sport. Yeah. But I mean, that's the, uh, he had the punching power, though. That was the thing about it. But he would, he would just get punched in his... He'd just block his face and just let people punch him in the gut a bunch, and then he'd just knock you out with a big right hand. Right. He never lost his power. No. He could always, yeah. he could always bring that, which is, uh, which is uh, pretty amazing. I have uh, Phil Kessel. Of Kessel Phil Run? Kessel. <laughs> yes, of the Kessel Run. <laughs> Uh, no, a, a hockey player who, again, another gentleman who seems not interested in any sort of like self maintenance whatsoever. No shaving, <laughs> no haircuts, no working out, but somehow is just amazingly nimble. He's just one of these guys who's got amazing feet mm-hmm. and scores goals in bunches and won, him, won himself a Stanley Cup a few years back. <laughs> Interesting. Famous the- for eating hot dogs. Really? <laughs> I mean, I think the story is apocryphal. <laughs> but when he was with the but when he was with the Leafs, there was a story that uh, a reporter wrote that he would go to like get a street dog every day between his apartment and the arena on the way to practice. Okay, all right that that seems that seems like a way to do it. <laughs> but God bless you, you know. I mean, there's a lot of there are just a lot of great athletes who have bad who have bad bodies. Yes, right. Like, I know that John Madden always used to say that about Warren Sapp. Like, Warren Sapp's got a bad body. He's an amazing athlete, amazing right. football. He got a bad body. You know, it, it just happens. It is one of the weirder things in, in life when you come across the athlete who doesn't look like they should be able to do what they're doing. Right. Who just, who just sort of comes out and, like, runs, like, amazingly fast for being, yeah. like, somebody who just, you look, you look at me and there's no way. And then they just are amazing yeah, athletes. <laughs> Zion. Although Zion, no, he he does have muscles and no, did look Zion's muscular a, in college. Yeah, he just uh, get a little chubby. That's all. And then I had two quick ones we don't really need to talk about. Uh, I, specifically, fat Phil Mickelson has to be on this list. <laughs> John Daly. Eh, I mean, John Daly. We're, we're talking about bodies of work here. John yeah. Daly. <laughs> John Daly deserves credit for getting the lap band and then putting all the weight back on. <laughs> like eating through a lap band. <laughs> How does that work? I have questions about that. <laughs> And then uh, Sebastian Janikowski, just hilarious because oh, he God. had 
the traditional I'm not an athlete white guy like no ass like his legs not even big legs so like why could he kick the ball so far it doesn't make any sense and he had this like keg body on top of two little popsicle sticks right <laughs> somehow he kicked the crap out of a football my only regret is with Sebastian Janikowski is he didn't kick in a time where they only let kickers wear the one bar across their helmet like the one bar face mask like the Joe Theismann sure yeah Sebastian Janikowski with the one bar face mask would have been the best thing that ever happened I don't feel like he had like an intense face mask no but he didn't have the one bar face mask no he wore basic he wore a quarterback face mask yeah yeah but are you too young to remember the one bar face mask no no I know I know I think Theismann was the last guy to wear the one bar face mask Theismann wore a one bar face mask oh yes like his whole career I mean I'm thinking about like you know Garo Yapremian and shit no Billy Kilmer. Yeah. No, Joe Theismann, man. One bar face mask. Oh, you're right. Crazy. That seems insane. (laughs) (laughs) I know, Uh, right? All right. But whatever. Okay. Segment number two. So over the weekend, um, I watched the Wilder Fury 2 fight. I didn't pay for the Wilder Fury 2 fight. Let's be clear. I don't have 80 bucks to throw at boxing pay-per-views. But the internet is a wonderful thing. (laughs) <laughs> and if you kind of know where to, if you know where to, how to navigate it, sometimes the fight just shows up on your computer. Eh, eh. But, but I do like watching boxing. Um, did you get a chance to? Did you get a chance to see any highlights or or watch the uh, watch the fight at all? I did not watch the fight. I did see uh, a lot of highlights as you know as they came out. What's been available um, to this point? I'm, I'm aware of sort of the. The high points, the low points. Okay. So I cannot tell you, as I was watching this fight, as it started, I could not believe Deontay Wild did, Wilder did the uh, I live in America Apollo Creed entrance. It was crazy to me. Like, he put on some like suit of armor. I saw that. Like this lit suit of armor. Yes. And then this rapper came out and saying this rap, this thing. And everyone was kind of going nuts. And there was all this video. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the I live in America. This is like James Brown, you know, singing. You know, it was like a 20 Apollo minute Creed. entrance, right? It took forever because he couldn't walk in this goddamn suit of armor that he was wearing it looks so uncomfortable and i I couldn't i didn't get it so okay so because i didn't know this was going to come up this way but i had grabbed this because i it cracked me up when i saw it so i'm glad that i I caught this but here's a couple of ways that i have heard it described uh his suit that is that he was wearing okay dr octagon stages (laughs) so wait dr octagon this must mean dr octopus i don't know doesn't know doctor is dr octagon a thing i don't know all right. Well, whatever it says. This says Doctor Octagon stages a coup in West. I can't believe I said coup. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the, the, the Octagon thing is just throwing me off. All right, whatever. Doctor Octagon stages a coup in Westeros. <laughs> I think it's more of a, a a doom thing myself. But yeah, no, it's yeah. And then Daft Punk jetpacks to Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much that, and I, I was gobsmacked by the whole thing. I couldn't believe it was happening in at the time that it was happening. I couldn't believe it. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Well, when I saw the eyes light up, <laughs> then we, I was really confused about what was going on in real time. I can't, I can't tell you. I was literally speechless. I could not figure out what was happening at all. And so anyway, 
So that was so that's how the fight starts. Uh, I, sorry, sidebar because I had to figure it out, uh, and, and I'm I'm ashamed I didn't know this. But Doctor Octagon is a persona created and used by American rapper Keith Matthew Thornton, better known as Cool Keith, first appearing on Thornton's 1996 debut solo album, Doctor Octagynecologist. <laughs> Dr. Octagon is an extraterrestrial time-traveling gynecologist and surgeon from the planet Jupiter. Man, the planet Jupiter is made of gas. People don't live there. Who knows? (laughs) Do I need to tell Cool Keith this? I guess. Give him a call. Give him a call. But anyway, so after that happened, it took me... After Deontay Wilder was revealed to be the mass singer. After Deontay Wilder was revealed, I just... The fight starts, and it took a little bit, sort of, to to get going. But, but you did notice, you did notice how these two guys were just big. They're they're big guys, and when they stand oh, next to huge. each other, like like Tyson Fury is like six nine, mm-hmm. like two hundred eighty five pounds, and Deontay Wilder is like six seven, two hundred and fifty five pounds, and and then you see that poor ref in there trying to. <laughs> make heads or tails of this whole thing well i thought the ref did a great job but just trying to pull these monster dudes apart is was uh was pretty uh was pretty amazing i thought i thought he deserved an a plus for his effort because it was it was not easy well does he belong on the fat athlete list who tyson fury yes as my favorite fat athletes (laughs) (laughs) i know he's been problematic in the past i believe that he's uh not super keen on immigrants. No, no. Yeah, he's he's got he had issues too. I mean, in terms of his own personal mental health. So, you know, and he's admitted to that. I don't know what I don't know where he is currently, what his deal is, but there was there was a rough patch for him after he had beat Klitschko. Yes, and and so well, whatever like, happened, he's whatever the, happened doing the drugs, and, and yeah, whatnot. whatever happened in that period, maybe he like maybe he got himself straight. I haven't heard anything from him lately because I don't really follow boxing outside the ring. But, um, but yeah, maybe, I mean, he's not going to, he might make, um, our fat athletes list sometime down the road, but, uh, but yeah, he did, he did all the right things and, um, obviously came out with a, they stopped the fight in the seventh after he bloodied Wilder up a bunch. Like busted his eardrum, right? Yeah. And then, oh, and then there's the licking of the blood. Yeah. I was waiting for you to get there. <laughs> Which again, I was like, what in real time you could, I I couldn't get. I just couldn't get my brain around what was going on. I was like, "Oh my god, he's licking his blood." <laughs> I just, oh, I don't know. Boxing is, boxing is crazy, and I really like it. You know, I like it so much. I like it so much more than MMA. The best, the best boxing fight for me is way better than the best MMA fight for me. Why is that? I don't know what makes it so. I want to make. I mean. There's something about boxing. I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that you can't kick or tackle somebody uh-huh. or like rip their arm off. I mean, there's just you're, there's only one way to do this, and it's I have to punch you in the head a bunch. Sure. And you know they call it the sweet science for a reason. And I don't know. It, lately, also, I have been watching Rocky. There've been a lot of Rocky movies on. Uh huh. Like Rocky, I watched Rocky Six. <laughs> Rocky Balboa. So I watched Rocky Six, where he fights Mason the Line Dixon. Yes. And I swear to God, I cried at the end. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. I like after he after he 
after he goes the distance, I like got choked up. <laughs> and like during the Rocky training montage, I got all. I got, and then I watched Rocky Eight. Creed Two is Rocky Eight, <laughs> and then I kind of got teary eyed at Rocky Eight. I don't know what. Maybe it's just me getting old, but there's something about that whole training thing, and then getting beat up, and then I don't know coming back. It's just the whole thing. I don't know what's a, what the problem with me is currently, but I can't. I don't think I can literally get through. I could probably get through Rocky Five <laughs> without crying, but I don't think I can get through any other Rocky movie right now without like getting choked up and well, it's, weird about it. It's weird that you brought this up because I feel like Antonio Tarver is a guy who never looked like he was in shape. <laughs> And in that movie, I remember thinking, I'm like, this is really sort of stealing the thunder from what's happening here, because it doesn't look like this man worked out in preparation for this at all. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Stallone looks awesome. Uh, like, is like, just as big and, you know. Yeah. As big as he's, he can get at his age. Right. But, uh, yeah, dude, I don't know what it is about Rocky movies right now. I just, I'm a mess. <laughs> That's great. Do you have CTE? Did you take some shots to the head? I may it? have. I don't know. What, I don't know what it was about. How did you feel about uh, Tyson Fury's entrance? Because you didn't mention that. So Tyson Fury came to the ring in a weird, cheap-looking king's robe with like <laughs> domino print. I mean, I guess you'd call it like yeah. I don't. It seemed it seemed fairly innocuous. Well, compared to the Wilder entrance, it seems. Yeah, Absolutely but I mean, pedestrian. He, he's also carried on this litter by women. <laughs> like, they're obviously not carrying it, right? It must be rolling. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're not carrying it. But I don't know how I feel about this imagery. Like, just, oh, these women he's are the, carrying my the, litter. He's the gypsy king. What does that I mean? Know. I don't know. What is this, his dark materials? I mean, what's going on? <laughs> It's the it's uh, you know it's a boxing showmanship I guess and he was and he, and he came out to Patsy Cline yeah I don't know there's a whole weird thing and like there's the whole thing where where he sings and stuff it's yeah like, what did he a- sing at the end of the fight <laughs> what was he singing I forget I, I, it was just messed right. up it was it's insane weird. it's insane. but you're that in, you're that enthralled with, bo- in, with boxing huh I just there's something about when boxing is really good yes it's really really good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean that's and I like the fact that those two guys were out to knock each other's block off. It's not like watching one of those, you know, Money Mayweather. I'm just gonna rack up a bunch of points on you, and you're never gonna punch me in the face, kind of deals. Because mm-hmm. those fights suck. Mm-hmm. But when two guys are in there and they're ready to really punch each other hard, are you talking about Floyd Mayweather good. fights? <laughs> yes. The best, least entertaining fighter of all time. That's what I'm saying. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you, he's going to beat you because you won't ever punch him, and he's going to he's going to. But he's not in there to knock you out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And these two guys were in there to absolutely knock each other out, and that's and that's that's entertainment for me. So Tyson Fury saying American Pie at the end after he won <laughs> the fight. He's British. Yeah, whatever. I don't understand <laughs> any of this. This is why it's just insane. CTE. It's all about CTE. I guess. Well, for my money, one of the best fights I've ever seen was an MMA fight that was basically seemed like a street fight, and it was when um, Brock Lesnar and Shane Carwin faced off for the MMA, uh, the UFC heavyweight title. Oh. And this has to be going on 10 years ago, but I've never seen two guys just beat the shit out of each other in, in a more... I mean, if you like that kind of thing, it was it was intense. Like it's one of those things where the tide turned and then the un, you know unexpected finish. I won't spoil it. 
<laughs> you're, gonna, you're not gonna ruin it. No. You're not gonna ruin it. All right. Anyway, on to segment three. So we're in the middle, in the midst of, I guess, we're coming up on Super Tuesday. Is that what's happening in the Democratic National uh, debate here? Sure. Um, everyone, we still got a, a cast of <laughs> a cast of characters involved. Um, but the uh, but watching debates, watching the debates is very difficult. It's a lot of shouting. There's a lot of people raising their hand like they're in the front. They're the the smart kid in the front row of your class who's like, "I'm raising my hand. You call on me," and it's a little. Hard. It's just it's it's off putting, really. I, I'm shocked at how bad a number of these people are at speaking in public. <laughs> I, I just it's shocking to me that you could win a Senate seat and not be able to like finish a thought in 30 seconds and just start rambling and and I mean. I'm not going to name names, but there's a, there's more than one of them that do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> but so I was thinking as as they were yelling at each other the other day, it's like, wouldn't it be great if the Democratic National Debate was really uh, all your favorite wrestling stars <laughs> instead? <laughs> like if you asked those guys questions, wouldn't they give you? Wouldn't that be much more entertaining? So. I put together I, a little... Yes! <laughs> it would be. It would be much more entertaining, right? It would be a lot easier to watch. I will I will admit that last night... I've, I've watched, because I'm a masochist, I've watched nearly every minute of them. I didn't watch any of it last night. I was like, I know where I stand. I don't need any more information for the time being, and I'm just waiting now until we have a chance to vote. I even watched some town hall this evening. I watched yeah. part of the Mike... I watched a good part of the Mike, uh, the Mike uh, Bloomberg town hall. Uh, before I had to leave the house, but <sighs> that the fucking one. guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, I I created a little game for you, Ty. Okay, and the game is called Democratic National Nominee or WWE Star. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you a quote, and you're going to have to tell me: Is it a nominee for the uh, someone vying for the nomination for the Democratic National Party? Or is it a wrestler? Okay. And if you can give me the actual person who quoted, you get an extra point. Okay. Okay. Um, here's your first quote. Look it up. Check it out. It was a disgrace. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say that's Joe Biden about Bernie Sanders. It's Joe Biden. Very yeah. good. Nice work. Very good. All right. Here's your next one. And this is going to be on me to earn it. You earn it with the work that you've done. Huh. Um, the, the irony now is that I, I keep hearing all these in The Rock's voice. <laughs> I'm going to read them all as The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's going to be on me to earn it. <laughs> you earn it with the work that you've done. Uh, Buttigieg. It is Democratic National. It is it is it is nominee. Okay. It, it is Amy Klobuchar. Okay. So Not nominee. Get, well, hopeful. Hopeful. Democratic hopeful. That's what okay. you. That's what I should call this game. Yes. Democratic hopeful or wrestling superstar. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, that. given that Buttigieg and Klobuchar are basically the same candidate, I think that one counts. <laughs> <laughs> Chaos is what is coming our way. Um, that is 
that's still I, I'm going to say that's still politics. Uh, I I don't know if I can name the candidate here. I'm I'm going to go with Bernie. <laughs> You're good at this, Mayor Pete. Okay, says chaos is coming our way. All is right. that about the pandemic? Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know what it's. You about. don't know. You don't know the context. Come on, uh, not at the moment. <laughs> kind of game is this? So let's do it. I want to see him succeed. I'm just going to say that's that's wrestling because you got to throw one in there at some point, and I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a it's a quote from Gold Dust. <laughs> 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 All right, Dusty Rhodes Jr. Dusty Rhodes Jr. Yeah, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, the son of the American <laughs> Dream. <laughs> if your goal isn't to win, then you don't deserve to be here. Uh, uh, what would mm. Triple H? <laughs> <laughs> that is wrestling. You are correct. It came from a wrestler named Big E Langston. Oh, okay. <laughs> you weren't going to get that, but that's fine. No. All right. All right. I'm going to give you a... Here's a layup. Um, let me give you the layup here. Um, if you don't like it, learn to love it. <laughs> this is uh, Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> that quote is from the Nature Boy. Ah, okay. It's, if and, I you mean, don't like it, that- learn to love it because <laughs> it's the best thing going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, you gotta see. I Nature Boy is. I'm just young enough that Nature Boy was at his peak before I was a wrestling fan. I didn't really understand that the Macho Man gimmick was kind of a ripoff. He, the Macho Man, was never even in the Nature Boy's league in terms of like the quality of the demos. But let me take you back. Let's come around the fire, kids, and let old Grandpa Chris talk to you about how when he was young, every Saturday night. Wrestling on TBS, the Georgia wrestling. It was Ric Flair's show right. for a decade. And we watched every Saturday night just to see Ric Flair, what Ric Flair would do. It was amazing. Every week he delivered. Every week. What kind and of jobbers was he beating? Oh, I mean, he had the, he had the four horsemen okay. on his side. And then, yeah, certainly there were plenty of jobbers. <laughs> <laughs> but good stuff. All right. Um... Here's your next quote. I think there are certain business matters which we must now conduct differently than we used to. I want to say Liz Warren, but I also want to say Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, or perhaps (laughs) Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. (laughs) You're going to have to guess. I'm going with Million Dollar Man. The Million Dollar... It's wrestling. Very good. It was Vince McMahon. Okay. That's very funny. Good. Very good. I come here tonight with a heart filled with hope. Huh. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I don't, um, I'm going politics, but I don't know who. God, good job. It, it was Liz Warren. Okay. Everything I do is to become better, the best ever, and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> uh, well, that's definitely wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> But I want a chance to guess. Well, I do. I have any chance of guessing? I don't. I don't think so. No. Okay, then let's move on. All right. It was Dolph Ziggler. Oh no, God! <laughs> I forgot about that guy. If I asked what, oh, if I was asked what I would do or what I would say to them, it's just a matter of that. This is oh God. This is 
really funny written. Okay, let me try it again. All right. If I was asked what I would do or what I would say to them, it's just a matter of is this what's best for your family? That's got to be Biden again. That was CM Punk. (laughs) 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 So so that's the first one you've gotten wrong from the front end. Wow. Yeah, finally fooled you with one. He would, well, I mean, CM Punk was a different kind of guy. He was, when it came to wrestling and the way he cut promos. Very different. And then what he, uh, then what he, he ran off to do MMA and then never came back, right? Is that what he got? Yeah, he got old and I think he had like legitimate injury issues that he wasn't going to overcome. Oh, okay. I missed the whole CM Punk era. It's a, oh, I, I wasn't paying attention. I just it was so big that I became aware of it. Oh. Hmm. All right. Let's see. And he here. he he. I'm done. He kind of transcended that. That I'm putting sport in quotation marks, but he <laughs> he transcended the entertainment product. Like he he became a celebrity in his own right. Where like I knew about him outside of wrestling. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm a very serious person, but I don't take myself very seriously. And I would rather laugh all day than argue. That sounds like a lie from Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> that is a non-promo quote from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. I threw you a curveball there on yeah. that one. Regular interviews from Stone Regu- Cold. <laughs> That's a regular interview. <laughs> Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Um, wrestling also. But mm-hmm. I don't know who. That's The Rock. Okay, that's what I would thought. Yes. I'll Makes give you sense. a bonus. I'll give you a bonus rock quote. Blood, sweat, and respect. The first two you give, the last one you earn. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Uh, let's see here. There's no shame in going out fighting, but there's no honor in not fighting at all. Liz Warren? The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Liz Warren. I want to watch. I want to see Liz Warren wear the Undertaker like outfit. Yeah, I was disappointed to see her try to go after Bloomberg again. I feel like you got to make your hits and move on. Yeah, I mean, kicking kicking Bloomberg doesn't get her anywhere. To be honest with you, it it was nice the first time he showed up and it was like, "This guy's a clown. I'm going to make sure everybody knows he's a clown." Like that's fine, but I don't think it helps to continue to do it. All right. Well, I thought you did a very good job with Democratic hopeful versus <laughs> wrestling star. I like it. Good job. That good was job a lot you. more challenging than I expected it to be, <laughs> despite my success. Yeah, yeah good. I thought you did a fine job. Good for you. All right. But you know what part this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready. Ready. <laughs> Dot jokes of the week. Woo! All right. Uh, not real good stuff this week. <laughs> uh, but I do have an, a bonus at the end. All right. Do you, do you want me to tell my bonus joke? I'm going to tell you, ask you now. Do you want me to tell my bonus joke after you tell yours or at the end of these dad jokes? Uh, at the end of the dad jokes. All right. Just tack it on to the end. Why are horses such terrible dancers? They have two left feet. That's correct. <laughs> what do you call a pig on a leash? I don't know. Pulled pork? <laughs> what if it's pulling you? <laughs> <laughs> There's tension on the line, I think it qualifies. All right, fine. Just out buying some new furniture for the house. Sofa, so good. <laughs> so, sofa king good? <laughs> yes. 
A pet shop was ransacked last week. There are currently no leads. Do we do we call them that these days? That wait, wait, that was my uh, that was that was part of my uh, this was that was part of my uh, wasn't that part of my series of um, police police station jokes? Do you remember that? You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No leads. Yeah, yeah. there were no the yeah detectives. Uh, they stole the toilet. Police station toilet was uh, police station toilet was stolen. Detectives have nothing to go on. Yes, and then it was police station pencils were stolen. Detectives have have no le- leads. Right. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's better written out. It works when you write it out. Yes, yes. Leads. Uh, no one calls them leads. Is that an English joke? We don't call those leads in America. I don't know. I, I've used the word leader. No, like the leashes, right? Is that isn't that what they're talking about? Well, a leads? leash, a le- I mean, a leash is something you tie a dog up with. A leader is something you do- you walk a dog with. They are different things. People call them leashes because we have bastardized the language and words don't have meaning. <laughs> Come on. I, I've never heard anyone call that a lead. I've trained multiple dogs. What do you want me to do? That's well, what it's called. I mean, leader. you're an industry person. All right. Let's move on. This is, no one likes this conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I gave all my dead batteries away today. Free of charge. What kind of music do chiropractors listen to? Hip hop. Hip hop. Pop. Yeah. Hip pop. Got it. What's the fastest dairy product? Milk, because it's pasteurized before you see it. It's pasteurized before yes. you see it. Good lord. All right. Bonus. Bonus joke. <laughs> bonus joke. I'll need one. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Dishes. Dishes who? Dishes Sean Connery. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> this is Sean Connery. Yeah. I liked it enough to share it, so. Nice. I, did you have one for us? I do. What okay. do you call a hen that counts her eggs? I don't know. A mathematician. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're not buying on mathematician? You gotta, like, add the eggs or something. <laughs> Multiply? <laughs> Can multiply your eggs? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> counting doesn't make you a mathematician. It makes you an arithmetic chicken. If you're counting something, you're a kindergartner. I'm a <laughs> <laughs> counting is math. Eh. At a certain point, sure it is. That, if you're not combining it's... two numbers, you're not doing math. <laughs> That's arithmetic. Math is a whole different thing. We could make this argument all day long. <laughs> Whatever. Fact. Like ling- words so you're don't mean it. Any- words won't don't mean anything anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. It's true. Hey, I could care less. We're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I could give a shit about it. Okay. Well, good. that's good. You should. <laughs> All right. On to the OT. Overtime. All right. So in the OT, um, I would I would just want to share with you the sport of the future. It's not okay. the sport of the future. It's the sport of now. Anyway, I was at work, and a, one of my coworkers got this big box of swag from some manufacturer. Mm-hmm. You know, cup, blah, blah, blah. But what was put in there was... <laughs> like an athletic the, supporter? Yeah, like a cup, a jock and cup <laughs> combo. The logo. <laughs> right? With the logo, just, you know, just in case. And um, pens and whatnot. But also came with this ping pong set. Mm. And it, it's and the the net is 
accordion style so not accordion style but it's like a like a, a window blind so you can open it it can be whatever width it needs to be okay and it hooks onto your table okay so my buddy at work didn't have kids so he's like hey why don't you just take this and see if your kids want it i said okay cool and I hooked it up to the dinner table, and it is the most fun we've had in this house. Like three day for three days, all we do is play ping pong on the dinner table. Like hours of ping pong on the dinner table. And the dinner table's small, so it's it's actually kind of fun because you can't really whack at it. Right. So it makes it makes the points a lot a lot more interesting because you can't just rip at it. Mm-hmm. And we we're having so much fun with dinner table tennis. But you basically, you know why it was so much fun? Why is that? Because your family's been in college for three days. <laughs> That's what you're describing. We're, we're, we're just about ready to break out the cups. <laughs> yeah, this is not innovation. This is recycling. No, I know, but I didn't expect everyone in my house to love it. Oh, do you got the doubles going yet? No, we don't have enough room. I mean, it's just the dinner table. I mean, it's oh, not so even... Yeah, you should get like the a... doubles going in the tight quarters and someone get hit in the face with the paddle. <laughs> <laughs> well, it only came with two paddles. So we mm. only have the two paddles. Are they regulation and... paddles? Uh-huh. Okay. No, they're regulation paddles. No, everything is fine. I mean, if I had a piece of... If you had a piece of plywood that was the size of a, uh, a ping pong table, you could set it up on that. But, um, but I was also thinking about what other miniature <laughs> sports... <laughs> Yeah, we might be able to do to do in the house, but I tell you what, dinner table tennis has been just off the chain. Everybody loves it. Did you ever do um, like apartment golf <laughs> with the wiffles? No, like with golf balls and putters. <laughs> oh, just like putting it around. Well, it wasn't just like in the apartment. You'd be like, okay, we are on the third floor. The hole is the cup <laughs> that we put down in the lobby. <laughs> And you don't have to take the same route. Like, you have options. <laughs> you can go down the back stairs or the mm-hmm. front stairs or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh. That sounds pretty fun. Yeah. you got, I got to the point where I could roll the putt off of the top, like, of the top stairs so that it would fall directly down all the stairs to the basement. <laughs> like, not, go, not roll down the stairs, but fall in the space between them. That's really funny. Yeah. That's a good time. Kind of reminds me of the time when... Uh, me and my uh, old roommate, the E Factor, used to throw throwing knives out the the door onto the porch into this block of wood we had out there. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> From the apartment, nice through the apartment out the screen out the sliding door into the into this big block of wood. Did you come up with any other miniature games? No, but I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of uh, you know what my family might enjoy, um, you know. There's got to be something like we got to be able to incorporate Nerf guns into this somehow. I don't know. There's there's just I don't know. I don't know when I don't know when um, when table tennis uh, dinner table tennis is going to um, lose its charm because it's not even close. Like I, I walked in the door uh, and my son was all over me. It's like let's play. Up, let's get. He's like paddle in hand. Like, He's he waiting. Just, he just stuck the paddle in my hand. He's like, <laughs> let's go. I'm waiting. Let's go. Let's go. And you know, no one in this house can beat me, which maybe maybe adding to my uh, adding to my enjoyment of it. I'm sure, but uh, they have yet to knock me off. But uh, we're getting there. Well, we're getting there. He's he was pra- my wife said like after I left the house, she said he practiced. Nice. <laughs> he wants to win. I'm like, okay, here we go. 
Although I'll keep you, I'll keep you informed when he, when he beats <laughs> I think I told you that after Christmas we got a switch. Oh, okay. And uh, the, the the older daughter is taken with Mario Party now. Okay. And she's gotten to the point where she can beat the computer pretty regularly. And so she's got all this confidence, and I'm like, oh, I want to play. And she's like, okay. And then I just kick her ass. She <laughs> gets she's mad. pissed. She doesn't like it very much. I'll tell you that. Dude, I tell you, I got humiliated playing Super Smash Brothers. Oh, I bet you would. Oh my god, it's so hard. I don't know. It's it's impossible. Well, I just haven't played any, right? So you're playing with people yes. who know how to play? Yes. So you're playing four person and it's just this you know, shit is everywhere. You, yeah. You can't make heads or tails of it. And and I couldn't yeah, I was completely useless at it. And then and then you watch those videos of the world championships of Super Smash Brothers and none of that makes any sense. I feel the I same know, way. I have no idea what the hell is going on. And then it's like, and then, oh, and then like some super move happens, and I don't know, this thing's bouncing around. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Nothing, nothing in this world makes me feel older than trying to watch esports. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? You know what's happening? <laughs> like, <laughs> and I understand the mechanics. I'll even watch a game that I get, and I still, I'm I, okay. But at the same time, I was last effective at Super Smash when it was the original version on GameCube. So I don't think that my skills translate to the <laughs> modern day. Yeah. Like the guy, there's this one guy who does the League of Legends. Yeah. Um, he's like the Tony Romo of League of Legends. He's like, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. They've got a little thing. He's going to look for the thing. He's going he's gonna, to he's gonna wait for him to come around the thing. And then he's going to unleash his move. And then they're going to combo. Here we go. Oh, here it comes, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> There's always there's yeah. always a lot of discussions about when like the healer should be healing and when the sniper should be sniping. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then of course then of course this amazing combo goes off and they lose their mind. Like, I told you I knew it was gonna happen. Whoa. Well, somebody right now is listening and getting very frustrated with us talking about something we don't know about because I know what it's like to listen to a podcast where two people talk about something they don't know anything about. <laughs> That's the, what we're talking about is the fact we don't know anything about it. That's it's the true. whole point. All right. I don't. Know. Anyway, that's well, that our me. show. All I right. think so. Good. Well, that's our show. <laughs> our thanks to all of you for listening to the two on three pod, where we hope to help you live a more deeply examined life. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review wherever you get your podcasts. And don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies and existentialism. And until then, peace. Peace.